Hi everyone and welcome to the CBC online service. That key phrase in the reading, but as for you, continue in what you've learned and become convinced of. Let's just take the pressure off this message, shall we, right at the start. This isn't about getting this message exactly right even though there's a sense of poignancy and a sense of goodbye about it. It's not about this message and it's not about me or me and Sue or our family. If I'm honest, it's not really even about you. It's about God's kingdom coming here, his will being done on earth as it is in heaven and that we get to play a part in that. And so therefore that continues and we're asked to continue in the journey with God. I've chosen this reading from 2 Timothy, which hopefully you've heard read to us because it highlights exactly that. It's interesting to me that the staff team had picked 2 Timothy for one of our teaching series on Sundays this term prior to lockdown. Now they've sensibly parked that while we look at other things that are particularly relevant for our time. But I remember them saying, at the time that their thinking was that with me going on, some of the lessons from 2 Timothy, which take us back to fundamentals and the next generation leading things on as well, some of that were exactly the right sort of thing to be focusing on. That's interesting to me because I remember when I started here some 24 years ago and the person who was involved in my induction and ordination commissioning service, they chose a reading from 1 Timothy, the same two connections, the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, who he dearly loves, who he's given responsibility for this church to in Ephesus, and he chose the reading, do not let anyone look down on you because you're young, set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love and faith, and so on. And so 2 Timothy is written some years later with Paul now from prison going over the fundamentals for Timothy. So for me, it's like when I started here, Paul's letter to Timothy, his letters were a model because I was young. And I'm not making any comparison between Paul and Timothy and, and myself, you understand. And now Paul's letters to Timothy might fit because I'm old, it seems. It reminds me of something one of the guests at our lunch club said after I'd been here for some years. They were somebody who was there right at the start uh, when I came to church and we were still running a Thursday lunch club as we've been doing all of, the, all of these years. I used to pop in regularly and they said, oh, this is some years later. I remember when you started, you used to bowl into a lunch club fresh-faced and sparkly-eyed without a care in the world. And then she said to me, and you don't look like that anymore. Well, that may or may not be true, but I have loved this role. It's been such a privilege to be involved in it. And as we said in the interview with Ellen, we're moving on not because we feel called to go from here, to leave, but we feel called to the next thing, to being involved with a wider set of churches to help them with the whole life discipleship agenda that we've cherished so dearly here. I hope that distinction makes sense to you. 
It's been an honour and a joy to serve here and I feel no less positive, even if I look a little bit older, than, than I did about our church than I did when I started. So let's look again at that reading. But as for you, I hope you picked up that from the start of the reading. A man called John Stott, you, some of you will have heard of, set up the organisation I'm going to go on to, LICC. And in my lifetime, as in terms of British Christian writers, he's probably been the most influential. I've always found his writing to be so helpful. When he summarises an issue, I've always thought, wow, he really has captured all of the issues there and summarised it so clearly that not only do I wish I'd said that, but, it, but I, I can't think of anything else to add. And he's, he's conveyed, nevertheless, the correct way forward, as, as I so often see it, so clearly. Well, when John Stott wrote a commentary for To Timothy, he summarised it with the idea that there is a repeated phrase using just two very small Greek words repeated four times, so and day, which John Stott says we correctly translate, but as for you, so you, day, however, on the other hand, but as for you. And what he's saying is that Paul is writing to Timothy saying there's a whole range of other influences out there. There's a whole range of people who tell you will tell you you might not be doing the right thing in the world, things that might want you to conform to the spirit of this age. But as for you, don't do that. Continue in what you know and what you've learned to be true. And what he's focusing on in 2 Timothy is the key message, the gospel message of hope that we hold dear. So John Stott's summary is that Paul charges him, gives him this instruction to keep going. Chapter one, the charge to guard, to look after the gospel. Chapter two, the charge to be ready to suffer for the gospel. Chapter three, the charge to continue. That's where our reading from, comes from with the gospel. And chapter four, the charge to proclaim it, to tell it to others. Hopefully you can see the link in this message to the one that I gave two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we were saying previously, dot, 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 looking back with thankfulness. So you could say previously, we've talked about previously, and now we're talking about to be continued, dot, dot, dot. They both come from the same idea of something that happens and is sometimes seen on the screen and said in TV series. If it's been a really good TV programme with a serious aspect to it, sometimes I've lost track of time, have you? And when that word comes up, that phrase to be continued comes up, I haven't seen it coming. Have you ever shouted no at a TV screen? I have. Sometimes to be continued is good news because you're really enjoying the journey. You're really enjoying the story that you're on and you want it to be continued. But as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of. There is joy in that. Now the word translated continue, it's not a short term thing. You might have noticed this very unsubtle bag that I've carried with me in most of the places I've gone and stayed in the last 24 months in this role that I've been doing as president for our denomination. To be continued, to continue, as for you continue, means to abide. Technically, it's the word used when you arrive somewhere and you're gonna stay, so you unpack. 
Continue therefore isn't a temporary thing. It isn't something that I'm gonna do just for a day or maybe tomorrow. We've arrived at loads of places, often staying in tra travel lodges and premier inns, um, not because we don't enjoy the hospitality of others, we've done a fair bit of that, but sometimes you just need a little bit of your own space. And often I haven't unpacked. Hopefully you understand that, because I'm just staying a day or two. You just take everything from the bag. That's not a permanent decision. To be continued means I'm in this for the long haul. That's what the call of Paul to Timothy and therefore our call to each of us is. Paul pleads and I plead for us to continue in what we've learned and what we've become convinced of. I became convinced of this Christian message as a child. I remember thinking that I do wrong, I feel bad about it, I do wrong again, and I see no way out of that cycle. And as many of you know, my mum, who's part of our church, led me to Jesus, pointed me to Jesus at that point, because there's no way out of that cycle without Jesus. And I've tried my best to continue in that journey ever since. So when Paul says continue, he's not introducing some sparkling new brilliant thought because he's already spent time with Timothy. He's trying to rekindle an excitement and a flame for the thoughts that he's already conveyed. The key things that we hold dear, our key gospel beliefs, that there is one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, the creator of it all, of the universe and everything, that he created everything good, but that we have messed up and done wrong and we've all played our part in that. That God loves us and that he points us to the value in every human being such that we must want the best for them. That we carry this sin, this wrong in our lives and guilt, but there is the offer to reach out to Jesus for help and hope and that that offer is available in no one else. That we have the promise and need on this Sunday, on Pentecost Sunday, of the Holy Spirit and every day, of course, it's just a good reminder today. The Holy Spirit helping us, provoking us of our need for Jesus, accompanying us along the way and equipping and renewing the church in a way that's vital in all that it needs to be now and going forward. There is in this sense one church who owns all of these values. We're, we're one church together and we're therefore family with our brothers and sisters in other churches in our city and around the whole nation and the globe. But we're also called to work it out in one local church to be part of one community and to, and to demonstrate unity there and to pray for our leaders. And so therefore we commit, I ask you to continue to commit to pray for Ellen and Roger and Andy and Victoria and Paul and Calvin and Hev and Angus and Louise when she comes to work for CAP for us and the brilliant team of deacons. We all say we'll give them our encouragement and blessing but unity extends to praying for that and praying for the blessing and committing blessing for them and committing to do that regularly. And because we're all family and we're all ministers, we demonstrate that to each other. We unpack our bags and we commit to abiding, to continuing as together we look up 
and out as well as in. In terms of ending my role for CBC, for now, we will look to come back and say a goodbye when we can say a good goodbye, as we've said. This isn't how we imagined it. If you're picturing how to say a last message, you don't picture it online, do you, in this kind of a way. But please don't feel too concerned about us in this season. Sue and I are very low down on the list of people that one should be concerned about. And we've been so blessed, even in this period, God has brought good from bad. And maybe there is some aspect of appropriateness about this. In so much of our time here, we've tried to point away from the way we normally do church for the sake of those who wouldn't come to traditional church in a church building, haven't we? And we've tried to say we need to do creative and imaginative ways of doing church. Think about creative ways of meeting for the sake of those who might be interested in God, but not interested in our normal patterns. And now we're in a season where we've all had to create a different pattern and different ways of doing things, including this. And also, of course, in this time of ministry here over all these years, we've always tried to point away from our building, to point away from our activities and services to the God who is Lord of all, to all of our lives, to our workplaces, our social spaces, and our homes. And so perhaps it's appropriate that in this last message, I can speak directly to you away from church, to your home, and say that he is Lord there, and he calls you to serve there in whatever ways you're able to. And when this lockdown relaxes, he is Lord of your workplace if you have one, he's Lord of your social space and your neighborhood and the other homes that you will visit too. I can see that that might well be a fitting way to continue in this message. For today, perhaps that's enough. Will you commit to continue today? Will you look at your life as I look at mine and say to be continued? Have you become convinced? Because when we do, we then live by it. Our personal story is one of trying to continue with Jesus and then we tell it as the next chapter goes on to say, and then others join it, and the story itself is to be continued. And what we've learnt from Paul in his letter to Timothy is that it's not about Paul. And it's not about the things that Paul's set up, his work that continues. It's about the faith journey of Timothy and the people in Ephesus and beyond to all the reaches of the world. It's that that continues. To be continued is an adventure. Well, you don't have something as narrow as a script that you just have to learn and recite so much as an example to follow in Jesus, a theme and some values. And then you go where the leader leads and you follow that adventure. This passage, it ends with a famous passage pointing us to scripture, that all scripture, all of the Bible is God breathed and therefore it's useful for us. And so God's word is the thing that is our frame of reference as we continue. So many things will change in our church and they must do and should do because our circumstances have changed and will continue to do so, won't they? So the timing of things will change. Some of the locations we use will change. Our music will change. Some of the phrasing we use, is, we use for things will change. We should always be prepared 
to change our methods. But we use the Bible as our frame of reference and therefore we don't change our core message. That's what we continue. I'm going to put the bag down and grab a picture that we've not yet put up because it's going to go in our new house. And we we don't even know where our new house will be. It'll be somewhere. Uh, and we wanted a map of Chichester and the wider area. Some of you who are not visiting need to know that other people are known for introducing maps into sermons and they're probably looking at this thinking, at last, at last Ken's introducing a map. But we want it to be there to, rem to remember with thankfulness, to look back and say previously with thankfulness at the people who have been family to us and as a reminder to pray for them to be continued, that the work in, of God in them will be continued. Now don't worry if you live just outside of this map, it's a symbol, it's not a direct, if you're outside we're not being prayed for, but we want to we look at it, remember you with thankfulness, remember what God has done here and will continue to do and to pray that the best is yet to come for CBC. And so I want to end with a blessing from scripture. It's one that I've often turned to when I've looked for a, for a a piece of God's word to pray a blessing. I go to the end, towards the end of Hebrews and a blessing of, I can remember pronouncing it wrong and saying the wrong words in church and being laughed at by some of the young people at the, in the front by saying, and now our Lord, that great shepherd of the ship. I'm not sure what a shepherd of the ship is. It's, it's the shepherd of the sheep. And the writer to Hebrews is trying to say he wants to be with them. He'd like another chance to be with them as I would. And when, when lockdown is over, but for now, he points them to the one who really is the shepherd. He points them to the one who really is the equipper. And so as I pray the words of this part of Hebrews, maybe you could be saying to be continued, to be continued in me as I read it, in you. Therefore, let us continually, and we could say, let it be continued, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that will be of no benefit to you. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honourably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Now, may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.